Good evening, Monadnock Region, and welcome to Go Mo Tonight. We're here in the Space Lounge, and it is Town Meeting 2022. The races have begun. No starting gun, as we as we talked about the other day, but they are underway. I am your host, Christy Loretto, and I am joined by my co-hosts. Zoe Roten-Heinzman. And Sam Abbott. So, after what we might describe as a lull in activity the last couple of months, you know, where we haven't necessarily had very much of import locally to discuss. It's we're, we're back. The year has begun. Here we are. Uh, we've got candidates. Uh, we had our deliberative session for the town meeting and we're already planning events and coverage around this. Um, so where should we begin with? Should we talk about who's running for what? What town are we talking about? Oh, Peterborough. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I know. Well, right. Yes, I know. I don't not, mean to be. Not Stoddard, who is also having their town meeting. I know. We just, could, we just couldn't muster the resources to cover Stoddard as well. It, it, just, it just wasn't possible. Um, and, I, and I do apologize for that um, to the good, the good folks up there. I don't know if we have any Stoddard listeners, but if we do, and you'd like to be a correspondent for us for your town meeting season, please, by all means, reach out. We would love to take any contribution that you have to offer. But in the absence of that, yes, I'm sorry. We are, we're being Peterborough chauvinists again. All of the other towns besides Stoddard had their town meeting already. Um, we still don't. Did we ever gain an understanding of why ours is a different time than everybody else's? We need to make that part we of our coverage is finding out why that's the case. Um, but yes, we have our candidates. In fact, I, I just, uh, not to be unhumble, but I do think <laughs> that we should point out that we were the first media outlet in the region to report on what candidates had filed for which positions first thing Monday morning. I believe that we beat a certain newspaper by at least 24 hours and the town website by a couple of days anyways. Uh, so it's a little, uh, it's a little pat on the back. I think, I don't think that's, is that out of line? No, you, right. you got up early for that. You deserve yeah. that pat on the back. Yeah. I got, I got up wicked early to drive five minutes down the road for like 10 30 AM. It was a strain. Believe me, I am not an early riser. So that was, that was a little rough, but um, I was like so, looking at my phone all morning, just waiting, waiting for that <laughs> for that picture to come through. I could have uh, also I driven three, your three minutes down the road, but yeah, I know. No, I know. I did say I would do it, so it's fair um, that you waited for me. But so here's the deal, guys. We made a bunch of jokes last week about how it was, it seemed very uncertain that we would have any contested races this year. And it turns out we actually have three, not six, three. Um, and so that's kind of cool, right? Um, budget committee. We've got, uh, there are three open spots for a full three year term. And we have four candidates and then also exciting down on planning board uh there is a three uh there are two three-year seats and three candidates and then 
perhaps most controversially, supervisor of the checklist. Uh, there's a two-year term here and uh, only one position open, and we have two applicants here, two candidates. So very exciting. Should we, should we just run down the list and so we can, we can kind of talk about, make some commentary on, on all of it? Yeah, I think so. Um, so top of the list, top of the list. We knew this last week, I believe. I think we had the info on this, but nobody wisely, nobody has decided to take on our favorite incumbent, Bill Taylor, um, as select board member. So congratulations to Bill. Bill, you're going to get another, you know, and, and those of you who are regular listeners of the program, we have been very emphatic about this for like the last two or three episodes. Like Bill, we need you to run. We, we want you in office. And, um, uh, and, and Bill heeded the call. And like I said, everybody else wisely stayed out of the way. Who, who wants to mess with a good thing, right? Um, so that's cool. We, so we, and we do still hope to have Bill on the program during campaign season, but you know, Bill's role and, and we're going to have, I would just spoke with him, I think earlier today, maybe it was late yesterday about, um, what he can contribute writing wise, um, in the next week or so in terms of, um, you know, kind of campaign season type stuff, but being in a non-contested race, I feel like his, his role is going to be more of a, not that he's old, but an elder statesman kind of thing. He's, he's above the fray. He does, he's mm-hmm. not competitive and he, and this is, this is, um, as this isn't even my, uh, words. He, he said this to me earlier. Um, he can just kind of talk about his vision for Peterborough, his affirmative vision, not what we shouldn't do and all this stuff, but like, where can we go? And so that's what we can expect out of bill this campaign. And I am here for it. Yeah. You know? I can't wait. Um, um, yeah, yeah. super cool, super cool. So congratulations on your, you know, uh, all but foregone conclusion reelection. Uh, we are, we're glad, uh, we're glad for that. Uh, Oh, you got it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, no, you can go. Um, we have for the three year seat of trustee of the trust funds, we have Andrew Manns. Not sure if he's an incumbent. I would guess so. Don't know. Do you know? Do you know anything about that? I don't. But let me. Uh, you can keep going. But I will. Uh, I'll, All right. I'll play producer Jim and um and look it up. Sounds good. Then the budget committee. There's one one year seat. Um, Mary Clark running for that spot, uncontested. But for the three three year seats, the four candidates are Leslie Lewis, River Marmerstein, Andrew Osterman. And Mandy, is it is it silver or sliver? It's sliver, sliver or sliver. I'm not sure okay. how you pronounce it, but um, I always want to say silver. Yeah, the um, paper definitely spelled it silver multiple times this week. Yeah, but I didn't think that was correct. Sliver, sliver. Sorry, Mandy. Yes. We'll get yeah, it we right. Are sorry. Before... We will get it right. We'll have you on the program, Mandy, um, to talk about this. And uh, sorry, just as a point of fact, uh, Andrew Manns is indeed an incumbent for that position. Okay. And I'm guessing Mary Clark may, may also be for the budget committee. Let's pop over to budget. Then, um, for uh, this- no. Uh, nope. nope. Just, just want to point out Mary Clark is not currently on the budget committee. Okay. So a new face. If, although if she, it's possible she's an alternate cause they do not list their alternates. 
if they have any on here. Um, other committees do, uh, but she is not listed as a current budget committee member. Okay. So on the on the zoning board of adjustment, there's one three year position, and that's Sharon Monahan. Well, as I said last week, only only Barack Obama could unseat Sharon in that role, and 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 no Barack Obama has ridden into town for this yeah. for this episode. Um, <laughs> Sharon, I, as an alternate on that committee, you know uh, we are glad to have you um, continue your tenure. Sharon's a very good chair. Then we've got we've got several trustees. Here we've got the cemetery trustee, Linda Guyette, for a three-year term. We've got a three-year hold library. On, hold on, let's can we pause on Linda for a second? Let's pause on Linda, sure. Let's pause on Linda for a second, because I just want to say, um <laughs> when I first saw this on here, uh when I first got the list from Linda, actually, um at the townhouse, and I read um as I was taking the picture in my car to post online, let's go Linda. So Linda, for those of you who are for anybody out there who's not aware, I think most of you probably are. <laughs> Linda is our town clerk who um, won re-election last year in a uh, very hotly contested three-way race. And uh, so she is our town clerk. Um, so my first reaction is, well, Linda is expanding her territory into the land of the dead. Um, that's interesting. <laughs> I'd love to ask her about that. Uh, I still would like to ask her about that. However, it was pointed out to me before I even had the chance that she, this is not an expansion of Linda's territory because Linda is already one of the trustees of the cemetery. So Linda, the dead is already part of her turf. Um, now I'm purely curious as to why she, she wants the living and the dead and why one isn't enough. Um, <laughs> I just, I hope that uh, she comes back this year with, with those or whoever made them for her, those spray painted plywood signs. But like if they carved them into like a headstone shape. <laughs> <laughs> we should great. suggest that to her. We should <laughs> <laughs> when I we ask wonder- her why she wants to be a cemetery trustee, I will I'll tell her, you know, hey, just a little little free political consult for you. <laughs> she wants to steal signs to help you win this uncontested race that you're in. Um <laughs> please um consider gravestone shaped signs. <laughs> Brought to you by the same campaign strategist as for a rec committee with balls. <laughs> yes. Correct. So full of winning ideas. Um, <laughs> we've got library trustees, Tina Creeble for the three year position. For the record. Um, and then two one year library trustee positions, John Lawler and Peggy Van Valkenberg. Uh, both of whom are not currently on the committee. Planning board, the other hot race this year. As Chris mentioned before, there's two three-year seats up for grabs, and the three candidates vying for that are Joshua Blair, Carl Staley, and Blair Weiss. I did all three of them run for planning board last year, or were some of yes. them for zoning? All three of them ran. Um, last year. 
Nope. All three of them ran last year. Josh won for a one-year term, which is why he's up again. Um, he must have been filling out somebody else's term. Um, Carl must have lost because he is not currently on the board. Uh, Blair, um, it, very close political observers will remember, Blair lost um, the final available slot last time. I think there were two or three um, spots available to Sarah Steinberg Heller f- by like five votes. Uh, it was very, very close. In fact, I think they recounted it um, just to make sure uh, that that was the case. So he's he's making another another run for it. And, and Carl is as well. And Josh is trying to keep his seat. And um, one of them. Who else? Who, who's the other one? Oh, oh there's only three, right? There's it's for two. three for two seats for planning board. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that will be super interesting. Um, recreation committee, which last year was, was like a crazy three way race that I was part of this year. We're all uncontested. For the two three-year seats, we have Roxanne Loudon and Andrew Osterman. And then I am running for the two-year seat, Zoe Roten-Heinzman, to fill out the term of someone who left. Um, And, you know, hopefully I'm the second favorite incumbent after Bill Taylor of this program. Do I count as an incumbent if I didn't win and I'm just filling out a seat? Or do I have to win? Well, so, well, I'm trying to think, like, if there's an acting mayor, say, for example, and they and they then run to take the seat, I don't know that they're called an incumbent in that case. Okay. It's, it, it is, a, it is, it's certainly a form of pseudo incumbency for sure, but I don't know if we, I don't know if we use that term. Whatever the case, I am running to keep my name placard because I like it. For a rec committee with balls. And I'm going to keep it because I'm not running against anyone this year. Um, I shouldn't say that because then someone will like mount a write-in campaign and beat me. if I fix it. Supervisor of the checklist for six years. Whoa. Denise Sweet. She's in. Holy Supervisor yep. of the checklist for two years. We've got Laura Norton running against Catherine Sullivan and only one will get to supervise that checklist yeah so well well that's all right okay so this is something interesting all right so right now there are only two supervisors of the checklist and denise sweet who is running for the six-year term is up it's 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 her year. The other person is named Carol Lennox, and she is not up for re-election until 2026. And even if you if you do the math on it, like she can't be bowing out and we're replacing her, you know what I mean, for the remainder of her term, because that would be a four that would still be a four-year term, mm-hmm. not a two-year term. Right. So I almost wonder if they're adding a person. They're adding a supervisor. Mm. Or maybe you know? one of the, is one of the seats that should be filled not filled? It's possible, but on other examples like that, it actually will list like position the year that the position is up and Um. it'll say vacant. Um, It'll say vacant position. So, but it's possible that it's just not consistent. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just curious as to what the actual case is. Yeah. 
All, another reason to invite them to our debate. <laughs> to our debate, yes. Yes, we are in the process of putting together a, um, a, a debate that will be co-hosted by the Peterborough Town Library in the beautiful 1833 room. Um, tentative date is May 5th, but we are still soliciting feedback from our candidates to make sure that we can kind of have a quorum, at least, even if we, we know it's tough to maybe have everybody. But uh, there is a debate as to whether we should um, have the supervisors of the checklist candidates um, come and and be asked some questions. And uh, it, it, <laughs> it has been suggested that we, there are certain directions we could go with um, questioning the supervisors of the checklist. For those of you who don't know, um, their, their job is basically to like maintain the voter rolls and like allow people to register for, to vote and determine who is eligible and who isn't. Um, we could ask certain identity based questions, you know, like let's just say you had two people and one had a very English sounding name and was blonde. And then another one had a very unique sounding name and might have been darker skinned. Do you handle them differently? That's not a very good way to put the question, though, because of course they're going to say no. You got to word it more so, like you got to trick them a little bit. You know what I mean? Like how? Like maybe we would ask, how would you treat them both differently? <laughs> <laughs> and then make them say I wouldn't cheat, you know? Like, <laughs> how would you treat them differently and why? <laughs> why would you reject the darker skin person? <laughs> how would systemic racism impact your decisions as supervisor of the checklist? <laughs> Uh, what, what will your biases make you do in this position? <laughs> Can you please state for the record, all of your biases and privileges and how you have atoned for them today? <laughs> <laughs> or, yes. Right. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. So many directions we could go at the same time. We could also get bogged down a little bit down in this Avenue. I don't know. It's an open, this is an open area for discussion. This is an open area for discussion here. Um, so it should, these should be interesting though. I think, um, interesting races, um, you know, when it comes to budget, say, obviously these days, I think, well, it's interesting because we'll talk about the deliberative session in a moment, but like, I guess in a sense, you could say that there's scrutiny on the budget because people don't want to spend a lot of money, right? People are really hurting on their tax bill and all this stuff. There's a lot, there's a lot of, a lot of tax hawkishness in the populace right now, right? We've talked about this many times, in fact. Um, so, so there's that. And, and it's kind of like, well, you know, so of the people who want to get on, like, what is their, I, I want to know what's their philosophy on the budget and what's their philosophy on spending and, and what the town should spend on and what the town should expect and things like that. And then equally as interesting on the planning board, because the planning board hears a lot of controversial cases, 
They're at the center of a lot of things when it comes to development and when it comes to discussions around affordable housing, illusory or otherwise. Um, and an another thing that I hope to kind of get to the bottom of in the course of this town meeting season in our, in our coverage of it is, but well, what do these candidates as well as I guess I'm curious, what do the, what do the currently serving incumbents see as the proper role for the planning board? Um, because, and the reason I ask this is because, you know, as part of my campaigning last year, as well as um, part of my preparation for becoming an alternate on the zoning board, I did attend like the state land use board trainings. And, you know, the, really like the primary delineated function for a planning board in the state of New Hampshire is simply to basically be a committee to draft zoning ordinances, to change zoning from the way it is. Like the zoning board deals with the ordinances after they exist, but the ordinances that get on the ballot, now citizens can, can get ordinances on the ballot without the planning board, but the planning board is there to like from a, from a, a wise high perch to like look down and say, what new ordinances are needed, you know, to, to head off the problems that we have. You know, that's, that's how it was explained anyways. That's how it was presented is that's the main job of this committee. But as we know, there's, you know, there's only, there's not zoning ordinances every year. I mean, we don't have any this year, you know, and yet this is a very active committee that like requires a lot of different um, groups to come before them before they want to develop things or things like that. And I'm sort of curious as to like why it's that strident, you know, if that's, a Peterborough thing, or if the land use board training poorly explains the law, um, I honestly don't fully know or understand. Um, but I don't believe the planning board has like veto power over development um, that fits within zoning codes or anything like that. Um, but I'm curious as to like why they have the approach that they have now, if it makes sense, and if the candidates who are running right now intend like share that philosophy share that approach and want the planning board to continue being the way it is so we've got some work to do on our side but we are again we are actively reaching out to candidates we want them to come to our debate that we're going to host and we want them to write some stuff for us and, and we're hoping to have some of them on the podcast any candidates that are listening because we we wanted to reach out about the debate first and if for some reason a week goes by and this episode comes out and you're listening and we still haven't contacted you about like writing for us or perhaps like coming on the program, please reach out to us. It's our oversight. It's not personal. It's not insulting. We're not leaving anybody out. We're not picking favorites uh, except for Bill Taylor. But even if Bill Taylor had, <laughs> had an opponent, we would have offered that opponent the opportunity to say their piece on this program and um, to write for us anyway. You know what I mean? We we would have we would have been fair in that regard. Um, in any case, but any of the other races, I don't think we've stated a preference in any of them, and so we are not leaving anybody out, and that includes people who are running unopposed. So if we don't reach out to you and you are interested in talking to us, we would love to hear from you. You know where to find the contact info in the show notes. Please, um, please, please reach out. So. Fun times, right? Yeah, it's going to be great. It is going to be great. And so the, the first event, technically, 
of town meeting season was not even officially the the um, closure of the filing period, but it was just two nights ago. We're recording this on, I always, I've been forgetting to do this in the beginning of the episode, but this is, for those of you listening, April 7th, uh, Thursday evening. So Tuesday, the 5th, we had the deliberative session of town meeting. And that's when the good folks of the town gather in the main hall. Is that what we call it? The main hall? Is it what we call Upst- it? The upstairs hall, the, the ballroom, the, the grand the grand room, the seat of the realm. The grand um, colonial ballroom of Peter. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I did not do a land acknowledgement, by the way. But I did get a picture of everyone saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, and um, we'll publish that tomorrow, uh, hopefully. But um, the we get together. And we get little um, yellow paddles that we can use to vote on things. They have pictures of fascists on them for some reason. I took a picture of that as well. Um, just just for those who haven't been there, this was my first time. It's just a piece of paper. It's not an actual paddle. I found that a little disappointing. Yeah. And, and we had to give them back to reuse them. And I feel like if we're going to reuse something, we might as well like spring for something with a handle. You know, like yeah. a like a ye- with a red and green, like yes, no. I don't know. I feel like it's not really a paddle. It's a piece of paper, but go on. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm just, Sam, I'm texting you a picture of the fascists <laughs> on the theater phone handy. Um, Cause you'll see what I mean. It's, it's, it's basically like clip art of voters, but they look like very robotic and stern and like they're about to go to a Nazi rally. And I don't know if that's the image we want to put forth on our paddles. Um, but so, I don't know who's responsible for these, um, but yeah, I don't know. Can can't actually, yeah. Can, can we get the, the fascists off of the thing? It's it's kind of ridiculous, but anyways, we get together and what they do is they present for us all of what's called the articles that are on the town meeting. Do you see what I mean? Am I wrong? I do. Like, look at, no, it's, look at it's these funny. nasty motherfuckers. Yeah, no, like they're, they're very very serious. Yeah, they're dystopian. They're multiracial, so I guess it's not they a. are multiracial. It's not a, it's not a racist fascist group, I guess. Um, it's the other kinds, the tolerant. They're kind. even racially um, ambiguous to some degree. They totally. all have. Sh- they're all shaded, you know. Totally. You yeah. can't quite tell. So, are are they Southeast Asian? Or are they not? You know, they may or may not be. In any case, all of them. So, and they're holding something, right? Are they holding like a thing with an X on it? <laughs> it's a oh, circle. It's a weird <laughs> circle. <laughs> it's a circle. Yes. Can you they see? Are, they are, they're, all, they're all holding. They're all holding. Yes. <laughs> so you can see that on the screen. They're, they're all holding these asymmetrical circles. Um, and I, I, you can't even call them an oval because they like meet at a point in some cases. You know, like it's it's, it's, a, it's a weird like non-shape, and it's like zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> it's very, it's just great. Yeah. Um, but that's, so we get together. And so the town meeting, the, all the articles, they take on two, there's two portions of them. There are, um, the items that are going to be on the ballot, um, which are, which include, so article one is always the candidate. So, so the candidates are technically considered article one of our town meeting. And then article two is article two is the budget, I believe. And what happens is we, 
what's included in the wording is that if we, if the voters reject the budget by voting no, it then gets moved into the town, the live town meeting session. Okay. So the rest of these articles are questions that voters are going to answer. And then at the end, there's a few that are going to go to the town meeting itself. And I believe we did not talk about those ones because those ones get deliberated live. So there was only three that were already decided are going to be in the live session. And so we didn't talk about those, but we talked about everything else and we get to amend the actual ballot questions. Kind of, a, it is kind of, I, I like this part. I like this part of New Hampshire's fucking weird politics because it is this literal direct democracy where, as someone else once put it to me, in town meeting, the citizens of the town are the legislative body of the town. Like we, we are all the legislators during this and we have direct say in everything that happens. We can amend questions. We can change things on the fly. We could have, we could have voted to remove things. If we didn't want something to be voted on at all, we could have said, you know, strike this. And if, if enough people voted for it, that might have required a two thirds, but whatever. Um, if enough people voted for it, you could do that. So we, we can, you can influence all this, which is kind of cool. It's the first time that I've ever been to one of these. I've been to special town meetings, but I've never been to the regular live session and I've never been to a deliberative session. And so you go one by one and the town's people dangerous in a way can say whatever the F they want about any of these subjects. As long as we follow Robert's rules of order as maintained by our illustrious moderator, Philip Runyon, former judge. We want to get him on the program as well, by the way, because um, he's he's a really interesting guy, longtime moderator, trademark bow tie. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more as well. Um, but um, so well, what do you think, Zoe? You want to start telling some stories from this thing? It yeah, was a two-hour it- event. It was it was my first time to any town meeting as well. Um, it was a two-hour event. The first hour seemed very straightforward. Not a lot of questions, you know, just no questions about the budget. The, the, the budget. Ta- I mean, the town, the town employees like gave presentations to explain mm-hmm. some they got of slides. These so stuff, it wasn't yeah. like we it was just like here's the budget and everyone's like okay you know it's like it was explained and then i guess everyone just accepted these things um a few questions came up about a, a few other various things and that was like clocking in just a little over an hour right i mean am i skipping mm-hmm. anything important or shall we jump right to that one well so yeah let's just touch on a couple of the things um because okay. i think it's worth point so it's it's interesting it is interesting that because of what you're gonna what we're gonna tell you in a minute is that we we spent an hour arguing over thirty one thousand dollars whereas our 13 million dollar budget as zoe alluded to passed with basically no questions now so it's curious on the one hand because we do seem to have these like spent you know this this increasing movement of like tax and spending hawks right like people who really want to like rein this stuff in so I expected questions about the budget um and and you know you 
like they put the numbers in, you get a handout when you walk in with the numbers in it, you know, for the proposed budget, which I think has been public for a while, ever since um, the budget committee finalized the recommended budget. I think we could all read it and see it. So the, it's been out there. So it's a little shocking to me that nobody read through the budget and was like, I found something. And I'm, you know, like, cause I, I expected there to be people like looking for something and yeah. however well-meaning and well-constructed a budget is, somebody who's looking for something in it will find it. You can find it. Definitely. Um, on the flip side though, the town to their credit did a, not just a very nice job presenting, but what they were presenting, this is, this is worth pointing out because it's fairly remarkable. Every department in the town was responsible for drawing up their own budget and every department kept their own budget flat or more or less. There there was, some might've gone up, but some went down. Like they made it in the end so that the entire 13 point whatever million dollar budget was flat from last year to this year. In fact, it's like $20,000 less, which represents like 0.00197 or some ridiculous percentage like that of a decrease um, from last year. But, you know, to those of you who understand budget, especially with, uh, you know, uh, inflation and things like that, pretty remarkable that they were able to keep this budget flat. You know, the school didn't keep their budget flat, you know, um, I don't believe. Um, but the town did. And a lot of the departments worked pretty hard on doing that. And, you know, Seth gave a great presentation about DPW and the plan for the roads and how, you know, they've adopted a new 21st century philosophy to road maintenance, which saves the town countless millions of dollars over years and years and years, because it's basically like to sum it up, like you don't wait until the road is fucked before you fix it anymore. And and the different, and if you, he, he actually showed this really cool graph on the screen. And it's like, if you actually catch the road maintenance, like way up here, instead of down here, it's like $6 per square foot to fix it. Whereas down here, it becomes like 30 something dollars per square foot for the same road. Road qual- road quality over road time. Road quality is like down. So you, when it's down here, fix it up here over and over again, then never let it get bad. It was yeah. a good graph. It was yeah, it was a good graph. Is the the just the numbers? Uh, it's a great justification. It really is. It's very good. Um, so I will say that it almost felt like the town again. Clearly nobody showed up who like wanted to get the town on something because they probably could have found something that at least in their mind was worth a gotcha moment and nobody did. But for, for the more moderate folks among the town, I think that the town did a fairly good job of being like, yeah, we kept the budget flat. Well, you know, kind of like, you know, what, what else do we want from them? Really? Um, yeah. And just to clarify the, the budget passed to get on the ballot. It's not, it hasn't passed yeah. the voters. Yet. Oh yeah, it just but it may, and that's true of everything. Everything that right. we talk about, it's not to say that it passed in any sort of final way. It made it to the ballot, um, and all of them except for the final point made it to the ballot without any changes. Right, um, and they still could point, be rejected. They the voters could still reject any any of these. Oh yeah, you, we, we can vote. I'm sure some of these will be voted down. I yeah. don't think the budget's one of them, but um, no, I don't. Either. Some some of them will be. But some people will vote against the budget. I'm sure. One one funny thing um, that was on <laughs> that was on there that I I as a joke um, said that I was going to go up and file an amendment on to 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 dispute and change was um, 
there was there was one of the 13 or 12 or 13 articles that we went through that was to authorize the town to effectively close a bank account that's currently at $31.50 and um i was like man we sh- i should i should amend it to be like no you got to fuck you got to keep it open keep it open nope <laughs> we don't that that money in memory of that right. past committee in the memory of whatever past committee it was for, that money should stay <laughs> in that in that account. Um, but yeah, then we got to the um, the quote unquote well, exciting part. Well, there was also the community power. We got to we got to hear that, oh, that yeah. presentation again. So that's going to be you on the ballot. Joel and Tony, who were Joel, on the program, yep. Joel and Tony were they gave a presentation um, live. Very nice, yeah. very similar to what they told us. Um, so yes, so then the exciting the exciting article was as Chris said a minute ago for like thirty one thousand uh, dollars being asked for by the Economic Development Authority to do social media posts on behalf of the town, like to market the town of Peterborough to businesses who may want to set up shop in Peterborough, people who may want to come to live to Peter in Peterborough, and this did not sit well with many in the a audience. lot of people. Yeah. So it began um, with former state Senator and, and current economic development authority member, Gene um, Deach, who is the, um, the spouse of uh, select board member, Bill Kennedy, who's been on our program before um, she got up and her first request was, which is, questionable was she said that she had talked to, I believe it was the town attorney and asked if it would, if it was permissible in this session for something that is designated for the ballot portion of town meeting to be moved to be part of the live session. Um, The stated reasoning being that people could, um, they could do a little presentation justifying it there, which you can't do on the ballot. Um, to state the obvious, the, the counter argument to that is this is a question about money the town should spend, and currently it's going to go before the public to decide if they should spend it, which seems very democratic to me. However, we feel about this expenditure personally, it seems very democratic to let the townsfolk decide altogether and that putting it in town meeting, the live session, which is far less well attended might allow for something that's not broadly popular to nonetheless pass again, regardless of how we feel about it. Um, and, and, you know, because like we are, we are friends with the folks who currently have this contract, you know, and so this isn't nothing that we said should be, it's, it's a company called drum and they do very good video production and they do, they do a very good job. Um, but you know, the question isn't about the people it's about whether at a time of hawkishness and you know, is, is the return on investment for the town there, you know, for these marketing dollars essentially is what they are. And that's, it's a, it's a fair question to ask, I think. And anybody who says it's not a fair question to ask, I, I just, I just vehemently disagree with that. Um, I, I think that's, 
it's self-evidently fair to ask people if, if that's what they want to do. And then it, I think that just like the people who, who have to run for office, you know, who, who don't get the benefit of presenting their case in a live session to be voted on, you know, you have to, if, if you really believe in this question, you have to campaign for it between now and the time that people vote on it. And if there is, because there is, there, there are arguments to be made as to whether this is a good spend or not. Make those arguments and try to persuade the people that that's just the, the democratic thing to do. So that's how it started. And the answer to the question was that the, the, to, it was clarified that the select board, who, who are the ones who initially decided to put it on the ballot, were free at any time before then. At, and I think the end of the session or even perhaps beyond, they have, it's there within their prerogative to do that. They can move it. And, um, so she sort of asked them to do that. And, uh, chair, chair Tyler Ward said no. Um, which I think, which I think was the, I, it was the right thing to do. It was definitely the right thing to do. Uh, and then, and then we spent another hour. Hearing many, hearing many comments, many questions. Um, and, and from a procedural standpoint, not only do we get the excitement of learning about what the select board could do and have the town attorney weigh in, we also got to like witness the live creation of an amendment and then yes. we got to vote on it. And then that one got voted down. And so someone else went up. I mean, you literally to like amend this, you walk up there to where Linda of the cemetery, you Linda, the form. You, you write and she's got a paper and you like write your amendment and give it to her. And then they read it and everyone votes. And I thought it was just great fun and kind of exciting I to, to witness. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of fucking love it. I really do. I, I, I really, I mean, there's a lot of people who just don't like this sort of thing for a number of reasons. You know, oftentimes it's an accessibility issue. It's this and that. I hope we keep it forever. I really do. It's, it's so great. Like there's nothing, it's such a rare thing where like, even at the local level, even in towns where like citizens get to go and be like, you know, Oh, I do that, you know, and it's, it's, it's all like those of you who are familiar with Robert's rules of orders, like it's associated with things being very boring, but it can be very exciting. Like someone, like if you're familiar with like someone calling the question, if you don't know what that is, that that's like, that is, that is, that can be one of the most exciting things, especially after like an hour of debate. Um, because what that means for people who aren't familiar is so a, a question gets raised, right? Whether it's, whether it's the overall question or it's an amendment to a thing, right? And there's debate on it. And you have to let the debate keep going until no one wants to talk anymore. And then you vote on it. Unless someone goes up there and throws the gauntlet down and says, I call the question. And what that's basically saying is that's Robert, Robert's rules of order for, I want everybody to shut the fuck up and vote. Like that, and, and then everyone has to, everyone has to stop. Every, everything stops. You stop what you're doing, stop everything. And you have to vote on the calling of the question. The calling of the question requires two thirds majority. So if two thirds of the people are sick of this discussion, boom, it's time to vote. Everybody shuts up. Debate is closed and, um, it's time to vote. And it, it's fun. It, it, it's, it's, it's a fun thing. No one, I think successfully called the question on this one. I think someone was about to, and, but the debate was closed. Like, didn't that happen? Like someone was well, like, it, we uh, already, it, it was like closing time. And like, everyone was saying bye. And this guy's like, I call the question. It's like, no, 
Yeah, question. Tyler was like, "Yeah, it's cool, but, man. We're 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 gonna vote now. Like, it's like we're already. You don't. We don't need to." We had, I think we had already voted at that point. Oh, really? Maybe I'm misremembering. Oh, I have to watch the recording and see what happened. I there. think this is like literally when um we were about to be dismissed from the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it, it was it was very interesting, and it was like, I mean, so um, <laughs> uh, River Marmerstein, who's running for budget, um went up and was kind of, you know, his, his comment was dismissive, but as someone who knows a little bit about social media marketing, it it wasn't out of line. Like he kind of went up there and was like, all right, you presented us graph saying that like before this, you know, paid program, you were getting like 300 impressions. And after it, you were getting like 3000 or something that he's like, I know that seems like a lot. He's like, but I have done that before without spending a dime on multiple Facebook pages. He's like, so that's not difficult to do. And he, he is right about that. Um, that is, that's a true, that's a true fact um, that it can be done without spending a lot of money, um, that kind of thing. Um, but then, you know, of course, other people are like, you know, the town staff should just do it. And then other people are like, town staff's got plenty to do, which I do sort of agree with. I don't, I'm not necessarily on the train of like, make Danica the town planner do this because I don't I don't necessarily think it's right for us to just say about a, an existing position that already has responsibilities and things like that just be like she's got time she can do it because we don't know that you know like that's not yeah. that's not correct as someone who's who works in management in the private sector like you don't you can do that, but it's not a nice thing to do. And it's, you, you, you can very easily be wrong about what somebody has the capacity to do and whether something's a good fit for them. Um, so you, we can't just assume that the town employees can do this, but so there, there were some suggestions of that. There were somebody, it might've been Jean cause Jean got up several times, um, asked the, select board to justify because because on these questions it actually tells you before we even debate on it whether the select board and in some cases whether the budget committee favors or opposes the measure and this was the only i think all of the other ones were unanimous both budget and select board in favor this one was not it was sarah steinberg heller just oh thank you um so the select board had previously voted one to two, not in favor, uh, with Bill Kennedy being the um, dissenter. The budget committee had voted two to four, not in favor of, of people voting for this. So they didn't make the budget committee like a test for their reasons, um, but they did make the select board. And it was that was an interesting conversation because I th- didn't only Tyler really answer the question. At that point in time, like Bill gave an answer at the end. Bill Taylor gave an answer at the end. Bill Kennedy, I think, I think did give at least a brief response. He's the one who said it was um, penny wise, pound foolish. Oh, yes. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yes, 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 yes. Um, And there were a lot of people who felt that way. And the penny wise, pound foolish folks, they, their position, if I can speak on their behalf, is essentially that. These posts truly bring out-of-town entrepreneurs into the town to have businesses because it makes it seem like this is a good place to have business. In fact, there was one business owner in particular, I believe her name is Megan Suoko, um, who lives 
in a nearby town, but the, but so if you live in a nearby town, you have to ask Phil Runyon permission to like, please grant me the ability to speak, which he, he graciously did from on high. Um, and she, she claimed personally that she knows people and can give names of people who have come to do business in Peterborough because of posts like this. And then other people who just did not believe that at all. But that's basically their position is that, look, if we, this is a very, and it is in a $13 million budget, which we did not squabble over $30,000, which actually is over two years. It's not even just a one year spend. It's a two year spend is not a lot of money. Legitimately. It's not a lot of money regard again, regardless of whether we feel the ROI is there. It's not a big waste. Okay. And so that, that was their point is that it's penny, essentially $30,000 in this scheme of things is a penny. And we're being penny what we're saving pennies by not doing this, but we're losing the pounds, the millions of dollars that we could get economic growth from not having empty storefronts. That's basically what they were saying is talking about empty storefronts and like people coming to town, people far and wide because the marketing messages reach people in cities like New York and Boston who might not have heard of Peterborough can come here. It's an, you know, I don't know if I find it convincing or not, but it's an argument that is legitimate. I think you can make the case for it. And that is their position. And, um, Bill Taylor at the end gave him because so, all right, actually let's talk about the amendments. Oh yeah. Cause there were, there were finally two amendments. Yeah. The first amendment I forget who put that some fellow uh, did that one. And he, he amended this article to be $10,000 for, for one year. Did his have a year attached to it? Yes. Yeah. He, he, so his, okay. so his stick was he, not, I shouldn't say stick. It was, it was a, it was a well thought out idea. In my opinion, I voted for it. Full disclosure. Zoe did not. Um, but I, I was, I was in favor of it because his thing was, well, look, why don't we test out this theory and say instead of thirty thousand dollars for two years, let's give them ten grand and let's see what they can produce for ten grand. Let's analyze it together at the end and decide what we think. And I said, I think that's totally totally reasonable. Let's not turn the faucet all the way off. Or of course, again, we're not making the decision; we're just putting it on the ballot. But my, part of the reason I voted for it too, honestly, was I thought that ten thousand dollars had a hell of a better chance of passing. Then $30,000. And, and I think, okay, I feel like this is perhaps an unsettled question. There are merits to both sides of it. And it is, we are effectively talking about pennies in real life. I, I am sympathetic to people who want to save money, but like we, we let all of the big things pass and this is not, this will not impact anybody's tax bill. Mm -hmm. This is like a, one one hundredth of a penny on your tax assessment next year is this thirty thousand dollars or something, right? Mm -hmm. And um well, okay, so second amendment though, let's jump ahead. It fails. It failed though. This to, one failed. For the record. Yes. The reason I didn't vote for it is because we were sitting behind this whole big group of people and I heard them talking about going up there and making an amendment for half of the amount, which I thought See, was I didn't hear, I, even yeah, I didn't fairer hear than 10000 So I was waiting for that yeah. one. Um. <laughs> well, I so. thought it was funny, though, because there were a lot of people who like seemed like they were scoffing at the $10,000 idea. But then when it was 15000 they were like, 
they were like they were like the people on the placard with their zeros. They were like, ah! you know, <laughs> zero. And I was like, seriously, five grand changed that many of you people's minds? Like five thousand dollars made you? I, I thought that was weird, but. Um, no, I, I just want, I wanted to be fair. I wanted them to be able to enact their actual plan. You know what I mean? Like, and I, and I, I could hear them talking about it. I don't know. I thought it was worth waiting a minute, seeing yeah. what would happen. Certainly. And I voted for the, for that amendment too. Um, and it passed. So that's how it's going on. So it's 15,000 for one year instead of 30,000 for two years. Um, for fifteen thousand five hundred instead of thirty one thousand, it's a f- it's exactly yeah. half of the amount and half of the time, which I thought mm-hmm. you know. But you know, as long as they really can show something for that, that'll be that'll be interesting. But I agree. I mean, like I the, agree. the exact amount is is so small. You know, sometimes I wonder with stuff like that: is it like do big numbers just like? Like our brains can't really handle millions, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. can know yeah. what they are, but it's like really hard to grasp millions of dollars. Like our household budgets are not millions of dollars. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just it's like a gigantic number. And so yeah. we see this budget of thirteen million dollars and we're like, Okay, yes, large amounts. Okay. But then like roads are expensive, you know, right? cops are expensive. <laughs> like, you know, what are you gonna do? But you know, there's almost like a short circuiting. That's what I mean. That's what everybody's just like. Well, I guess it costs that much, right? You know, like. But then we see thirty one thousand dollars, and we're like, we know it costs that much. We know, no, that's not right. You know, we know, we know what thirty one thousand dollars is. We know what that means in terms of like what we could do with it. That's like a that's like a number that we can grasp in our lives. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder about big numbers. I think damage people's minds. Yeah, and um. Uh, like our and, and I'll and I'll be honest too. I I I may well vote for it. I think I I think I will. And the reason that I think I will is because again, it's I guess some of this comes from my professional life where it's like there there are definitely times to like not fall for the sunk cost fallacy, you know, and just like cut your losses and say like, all right, it's not working and move on. But there's also times where it's like you can. You can think that's what you're doing when you are actually like mm-hmm. you're cutting something before it had the opportunity to really blossom. And sometimes the opportunity to blossom uh, gets blossomier when there's pressure, which there is in this case sure. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because if people do vote in favor of it, I think that there will be an understanding of like, all right, like, well, we got to put up, you know, like we, we have to we got to show something this, this year. And maybe that will make a difference. I'm not entirely convinced that the program is a bust and I think it's pennies and I, I will probably vote for it. But at the end, after that, they asked the select board to re-vote. They didn't have to, they, they willingly agreed, you know, to re-vote on whether or not they support it now that there's been changes, which was a reasonable thing to ask. I don't, yeah, I, I think that was a fair thing to ask. And, and they did get a change. Tyler Ward changed his vote. So it became Tyler and Kennedy uh, voting and, you know, saying that they favor this to pass and Bill Taylor standing firm and Taylor to his credit. And this is, this is what I really love about Bill Taylor after that was done said, I would like to say something though, because he, he didn't really get a chance to explain his, his no vote the first time around. Um, because Tyler sort of spoke for the nose. He said, my vote was no before and it's no now because 
He's like, straight up, I don't believe that there is a return on this. I don't believe people who say that Instagram posts are drawing businesses to town. I, I don't believe that this should cost this much. And the the whole town kept their budget flat. I, I don't, you know, I think that everybody did their part and I, and I don't, you know, so it was a. And, and I mean, that, that was like the most powerful part of what he said for sure. But there was also like part of the reason that this group was. What, how do I want to phrase this? Part of the reason that they were just presenting some of this information for the first time to select board members like Tyler Ward, who who didn't have the full picture, is because they were claiming that they did not, they weren't invited to the meeting where they were, where this was discussed, and that somebody else said negative things about it, and they didn't get a chance to explain themselves because they weren't informed of the date. And Bill Bill Taylor was like, "That he did can't not agree with that. Be true." You yeah, know, for he did not. He did not agree with that assessment of yeah. of the situation. Yeah. So I I applaud Bill for like just sticking to his guns and stating his position, regardless of of how people in the room felt or or the other yeah. select board members. Um, I think that's important. And you know, we achieve. You know, th- this select board votes together on almost everything, and and consensus is great, and we achieve it most of the time. Um, when we can, but when we have a real disagreement, and this is very important in town government in, in, in all of our interactions, we should um, not be afraid to stick to our guns and and say what we believe, whether it's popular or not, and um, you know not be afraid of that. And that is our friend Bill Taylor. That's what, that's what he did at the end um, there. Even if, as I said, I, I have already acknowledged, I'm I'm not sure I agree. He's he's saying to vote against it, and I I might vote for it. Uh, but I really appreciate what he said and the fact that he said it. Um, and that's, we need more of that. We need more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Minority opinion. So, right. In the, in the, in the, in the in minority opinion in the voting sense, right. It's important because that's yeah. potential to sway the crowd to some regard, you know, <laughs> where that person, had they not said what they thought was important, that could have been the thing that could have been the linchpin that actually made everybody think twice and, you know, recast. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, like Zoe, I hope you don't mind me using this example, but I think it's probably good for your campaign, but like, you know, she's on the rec committee and there was a certain assumption among the people on the rec committee that like, well, of course we're going to have to find and, you know, lifeguards to staff Cunningham pond. You know, I don't remember. We might've talked about this on the show before in other capacities because we, and, and many, many of the people that we know, don't want the lifeguards. Um, you know, it's nothing against the lifeguards. They're very nice, but they're just sort of like little teenage cops on the, uh, on the, <laughs> and, just, and, I don't, and I don't, I don't mean that. I don't mean that in a disparaging to police way. I just mean that like, there's no real need for an authority figure there. Like there's, there's, you know, this is one of those like Chris, the libertarian comes out where I'm like, we don't, we don't need supervision. Um, and in terms of like, yeah, someone will point out the saving lives thing and like, yeah, no, true. And I, as a parent of kids, like, yes, it is important that I want my kids saved and whatnot, but like, I don't know, like I said to Kelly, who's been going to the pond her entire life, I was like, like, honest to God, when was the last time there was like an actual like life saving there? And she's like, never, you know, like, I mean, 
I don't know if that's true. I, I think it might the, not be, the rec director has numbers and it has certainly happened. Um, I'm sure it's happens, but. And every pond, other pond in the region is a swimming pond. has no lifeguards. Yeah. You know? And nobody dies. And there's a lot of parents. There's a lot of eyes, you know. Nobody dies. I would, I would jump in for any kid. You know what I mean? Same. Yeah. No, same here. I think there's a lot. Of, yeah. I just, there are, there's always a lot of us around, you know, they close the gates so that you can't be in there at like nine o'clock at night drowning. You know I mean? You could, if you jump the gates, but you know, it's not a smart idea. Um, <laughs> and then it's not the lifeguards or the rec committee's faults or whatever. You know what I mean? But in any case, the point is regardless of how we feel about it, th this, Zoe said something about it. it was just sort of like, but what are, you know, like as a minority opinion going against the assumption, like what, just like, what if we didn't staff the lifeguards though? Like just maybe we don't need to. And now the result of that has been that people are like, Ooh, well, what if, what if, what if we didn't hadn't, you know, hadn't. And so to Sam's point, sometimes it really does take the one person being like, I know you guys all think that it should be this this one way, but just for a minute, imagine if it wasn't. Would that be so bad? And you never know. You never know who might change their mind. It can be powerful. Yeah. It can be powerful. And at, at an hour, I think that's a great, great note to end on. It's definitely good advice. You can change. You can change. That's right. You know this in town meeting 2022. You personally can change minds and save a life. Special thanks to our sound lord and good friend and producer, Chad Patterson, who has Studio 117 um, at studio117.net available for all of your audio needs from mixing, producing, um, soundboarding, balancing, playing around. He can do absolutely anything that you need. Uh, quick turnaround. He's got a great setup. He's a really, really pleasant dude to deal with. Always, always. I mean, as I've said a million times, we work together in a professional setting. Probably my favorite coworker. No, no offense to, if there's any other coworkers listening to this. One of my favorite coworkers will say, my favorite coworker. Um, and um, and we know his his wife has her art at the library where we were the three of us were earlier today uh, admiring it um april 22nd big showing over there chad's going to be there playing music uh the music that inspired brandy's paintings so real exciting stuff we love chad we love brandy chad also has a band down by 10 we're, we're, we're we are also no joke not just chad we're working on bringing down by 10 to peterborough for some reason or another we're going to get them here but before then or after then, they're available for booking for any gathering or party or wedding or whatever you can imagine playing any kind of guitar-based rock from the 60s to the present. Um, great people, great covers, great experience for anybody who's coming to your gathering. So check them out. All that info is in the show notes. Thanks as always, Chad. Um, thank you all for listening. Thanks for joining us in the Space Lounge. We will catch you again very soon with more hard-hitting political coverage of Town Meeting 2022 in Peterborough. But until that day comes, take good advice. We'll see you guys next time.